Welcome to the Our Team Podcast, powered by EXP Realty. Are you an agent looking to level up? Are you someone looking to buy or sell real estate? Fantastic. This is the show for you. So welcome back. How did you set up foundations for yourself to be successful for the future? Well, early on when I got into real estate, one of the first things I noticed working at a an agency or a brokerage with a lot of agents that were much older than I was, I noticed that they were always riding the wave. What I mean by that is when things were good, they were great. When things were bad, they were tough. And I knew, hey, I don't want to be that agent. I want to be the agent that I use the analogy, I want to be on an aircraft carrier. No matter what the seas are doing, I'm going to be smooth sailing. I have to be able to compete in the sprint, in those 90-day sprints, the 30-day sprints that we talk about, but also I want to win the marathon. The beautiful thing about real estate to me and my business is it's ever-ending. There's no finish line. It's constantly going, staying in the process. And how I've looked at it is what has been around forever and is not falling, not faltering, nothing like that. And that's the pyramids. And they have a very, very solid foundation. So for me, my foundation, I would call my foundation is my database. My database is my foundation. Now, obviously, newer agents are like, yeah, but I don't know anybody. I don't have any past clients, fear of clients. Yes, you do. You do know people. You do know people. You have a sphere of influence. And every single day, you need to go out there and try and meet five new people. And that, over time, you're going to have a bigger and bigger database. And in addition to you know my database, the biggest things early on for me was coming up with a plan, having a routine. You know, Coach Andy, one of our coaches, was talking earlier to us about winning the morning to win the day. And I think that all kind of stems off of time blocking and having themed days. So early in my career, I learned that there's a major difference between working in your business and working on your business. And we kind of touched on that last time. And for me, my business has always been designed. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays are days that I'm trying to book all my appointments. In a perfect world, all my showings are going to be on those days. Home inspections, appraisals, any kind of appointments, those are on those days. Tuesdays and Thursdays are days that I am working in my business. <clears throat> I'm working or on my business. I'm making sure my systems are functioning. I'm making sure that all of my processes, automation, are firing how they're supposed to. I'm inside KV Core, making sure everything's dialed in, following up. You know, every single day, as you look at my time blocking schedule, every single day, there's time for prospecting. But Tuesdays and Thursdays are days that I'm really working on the business. Those are days that I set up appointments with affiliates. You know, I might meet with my title rep, my lender, go out to lunch with them. I might say, hey, you know, let's brainstorm, let's mastermind, see what's working for you, what are you hearing other agents doing, so on and so forth. But that's what I mean by having themed days. And that's really helped me kind of stay focused because we know in real estate that there is wiggle room. You can get in a lot of trouble because you're sitting around waiting for the phone to ring. And I want to be proactive instead of just sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting because I'm continuing to try and build my business up. Solid foundation, working up like a pyramid. Okay, so I definitely hear where you're going with that. How specifically, so a new agent comes on and says, okay, I want to do just like Blake is doing. How does that person start to achieve that? Well, it takes time. you got to come up with a plan. Everything starts with a plan. I think where a lot of us get, not just in real estate, but in life, we set a goal and that's all we get fixated on, right? That outcome goal. Now we got to take that outcome goal and work backwards. We have to reverse engineer it and figure out what the practice and the process looks like. So as we are figuring out what we want to accomplish, that's going to help us 
come up with the processes to achieve that goal, whatever those systems may be, so we can achieve that outcome. If we are only result-oriented, we are going to be let down more times than not. But if we get to a point in our lives, in our career, that we love the process, we love the grind, we love the day in and day out, and it doesn't feel like a grind, it feels like what I'm supposed to be doing, that's when you kind of take it to another level. Like for me, the reason I don't have an assistant, people say, why don't you have an assistant? You need an assistant. You're busy. Because I make all my own phone calls. I love reaching out to past clients, sphere of influence, old leads, new leads. I love that. That to me is my favorite part of the deal. I love that hand-to-hand combat. I'm belly-to-belly with people trying to build more and more relationships. And for me, my biggest success is not looking at it as a client relationship. I'm just trying to build more and more relationships. Ultimately, my whole business is based on relationships. Relationships that I have with my affiliates, relationships I have with my past clients, my sphere. How can I connect all these people together? I use a referral basis where I'm sending clients that work in different avenues and different skill sets, connecting clients together, right? I'm creating my own network of referrals. Yes, I completely agree. I think we kind of missed it slightly. Where do you start? Where are you finding the affiliates? I'm brand new. Where do I find them? Brand new. So you have to figure out where you're going to get your leads, okay? So if you're looking for affiliates, I my affiliates are my lenders, my title rep, and escrow. There's many of them um, and trying to figure out who they are. Once you become an agent title reps and lenders are going to start emailing you and calling you all the time because everybody's always prospecting. They're always trying to generate more people. Chances are when you start in the business, you're probably going to know a lender or maybe a title rep. Um, Escrow is a little bit different, but those are affiliates. Now, as far as a pillar and lead generation, that's where your real starting point is. That's where you need to figure out how am I going to generate business? Because unless you're getting leads handed to you because you're on a team or you have brokerage or giving you relocation leads or whatever that may be, lead generation is key. That's either going to keep you in business or not. So you have to come up with your pillars of business. Now, this is where I think a lot of new agents really make a mistake. A lot of new agents, I made the same mistake. I was very broad and shallow. I had uh, probably seven, eight different pillars that I was trying to do and to generate leads. Ultimately, I was half-assing a lot of things and not getting the results I wanted. So over the couple last couple of years, I've really kind of shifted and I've gotten a lot more narrow and deep. So instead of having 10 different buckets that I'm trying to pull leads from, now my I know exactly what my main four are. You, know, you have your core four, your power four, whatever you want to call them. Those are my pillars. Past clients, sphere of influence, online leads, and referrals. Those are my my big four. And I call five because I do generate a decent amount of business from my farm. Okay, those are my five. Now, there's other ones that people go after, especially a lot of newer agents, which for me have never really worked out, right? Those are my power five. I've also been successful with open houses. That's another pillar. Some of the other pillars that people go after that I haven't had much success at, but they are, you know, they do work for sale by owners, expired and canceled listings. There's so many different things out there that you can do, but you need to figure out what your niche is and how are you going to be successful. So if you want to be, if your main pillar is going to be open houses because you're brand new and you have no other ways, 
I would dive in and say, how can I be the best person at holding open houses? I'd reach out to some of these other agents, these teams. What do you guys do for open houses? What is a mega open house? What do you, what is the process? And if a new, new agent that says, Hey, how do I hold an open house? Well, it, it takes time. You have to plan for it. You got to prepare. If I'm doing an open house on Saturday and Sunday, Thursday, I'm getting flyers made. Thursday and Friday, I'm door knocking the neighbors. I'm having my title rep reverse pro or circle prospect. I'm trying to not just generate buyers at an open house. I'm trying to let the neighbors know what we do on the listing side because I'm trying to get more listings, right? I'm leveraging one open house to try and generate more leads. That to me is a nice pillar that a lot of people, and it's a newer agent, is going to help you generate some leads. That's awesome. Anything final that you see as a missing link, something that I didn't think of or something that you think would be beneficial for everybody to know and understand? I think the earlier you start a database, the better. Um, and cleaning up that CRM. That CRM is going it's, to, it's got to be living, breathing. If you're not working it, it's not going to work. The best tools are the ones that you're going to use, right? We are given so many tools, especially at eXp. But I talk to agents all the time. I'm like, hey, do you use this? Do you use that? And they have no idea about it. And that's fine. You know, the tools you do use, you better be proficient in. If you need more tools, you know, you should always be looking to add more tools to your arsenal, gaining more knowledge, no matter if you're a brand new agent, a seasoned agent or anything, but having a solid foundation, understanding your pillars and having a vision on where you want your business to go is going to help you out. You know, for a lot of us, like we did a couple weeks ago, we do our business planning in October, November for the following year. Why? So we, we can be planned and prepared on day one of the new year. I can't be, um, you know, trying to build a foundation. I'm, I'm not trying to build a foundation as the cart's moving. I want to, you know, have everything moving as we're rocking and rolling. Where do you see the market changing? That's a, that's a great question. I think there's a lot of people out there right now that are looking at how the market and what the market's doing is opportunist. Um, and it kind of depends, you know, there's people that look at it and saying, Hey, right now, today, there are opportunities for me to go and buy because home prices are coming down. There's a lot less competition, a lot more houses to choose from. And then you have other buyers that are kind of sitting on the sidelines. A lot of those buyers are always sitting on the sidelines. They have excuses for everything. When there was no inventory, they're waiting for inventory. Now there's inventory rates are too high. They're waiting for the perfect storm. I think, you know, the best time to buy is when you're pre-approved and you need a new house. The best time to sell is when, you know, you're qualified and you have somewhere to go or need to go. So it's, it's pretty simple. I think a lot of us overthink things. We look at every single factor, everything that we can't control. And ultimately, if we can control our controllables, all the intangibles will take care of themselves. So it goes back to a good foundation today is going to be success for tomorrow. Absolutely. You know, um, if you don't prepare to win, you're preparing to lose. Thank you for your time, Blake. You're welcome. Hey, we'll wait, do this before again. you go, All right, I wanted to quickly thank you for tuning in to the Our Team podcast. And whether you're listening on Facebook Live or you're tuning in on YouTube or maybe listening to a podcast, I wanted to just say... If you found any value in this, would you please take the time to like and subscribe? And if you leave a comment, that really helps the show as well. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.